Good morning, everyone. Hope you all are doing well on this Wednesday morning. You're listening to Mornings with Pastor Adam on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. How's the week going for you so far? We are now midweek, right? <laughs> We're inching closer and closer to Christmas time. People are having staff Christmas parties right now across the globe at their jobs. The church I pastor at, we just had our staff Christmas party on Monday night. Um, it was a lot of fun, as it always is. We uh, This year we met at one of our elders' houses, and uh, we had a dinner, we sang Christmas carols, and uh, then we had a white elephant gift exchange. It is very popular nowadays for people to have the white elephant gift exchange. Most people, I'm sure, are familiar with this. But if you're not, um, a white elephant gift exchange is when everyone shows up to the Christmas party and brings a gift and uh, places their gift down on a big table for the gifts. Um, and then everybody each has a chance to go over to the gift table and pick out a gift and open it up. No one knows, though, who brought what gift because you don't have your name written on it and so forth. Uh, so when it's each person's turn to go up and get a gift, they can either go up and get a gift from the table full of gifts, or they can steal a gift, a.k.a. a gift that someone has already opened up and has in front of them. And there's a little bit more to it than that. I don't know. You you could look it up online. I'd, <laughs> I did my best just now in describing it, okay? But the way we do it at our church staff Christmas party um, is we, for the most part, make sure to tell people, you know, to, to get a nice gift, get a get a real nice gift, you know, not not a gag gift. Some people enjoy getting gag gifts for these white elephant gift exchanges. I've worked in the secular workforce before. Um, I've been to other staff Christmas parties, right, you know, at other jobs. I've seen the type of gifts that people will open up at a white elephant gift exchange you know, within the secular workforce. Since no one knows who brought what gift, people tend to wrap gag gifts. And it's quite common for people to not only get a gag gift, you know, a gift that's meant to be a joke, but it's common for it to be a real embarrassing gift as well. Sometimes people can wrap, you know, real nasty stuff and put it in the white elephant gift exchange. Incredibly distasteful things, you know. I uh, I was at a staff Christmas party years ago at a uh, business that I was, um, at the time I was actually an intern uh, at this particular place. And uh, I felt quite bad for the gentleman at this party that got a particular gift during the White Elephant Exchange. He wasn't even an employee of the business. He was uh, a boyfriend of one of the female staff members. So, you know, he he, he, was, he just happened to be there. Um, but everyone, of course, you know, participated in the white elephant exchange. And so it was his turn. By the way, everyone is watching you as you're opening up your gift, so, you know, they get to see what you received. So, you know, everyone's going to laugh at you when you open up something stupid. <laughs> and in this poor guy's case... He opened up a gift that turned out to be a gag gift. And what it was, well, it was a uh, face mask, uh, but the nose was shaped like male genitalia. Now, I hate to get that graphic. 
I want to obviously keep this podcast, you know, a, a podcast that you can listen to with your family or when your kids are in the car. But you see, this is the type of stuff that Christians right now across the country and around the world, this is the type of stuff that we're having to face when we're in the secular workplace. Now, there are even worse things, of course, that often occur at staff Christmas parties. There's drinking. Now, that's not to say that it's a sin for a believer to drink, right? That's another topic for another, you know, another podcast. Um, that's really not what I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, that the type of drinking that happens at staff Christmas parties, it's a lot more than just having one drink, right? One little glass. There's usually drunkenness. And then a lot of other things happen at these Christmas parties. There's promiscuity often occurring and so forth. Now, what does all this mean? Does this mean that if you work in a secular business, you shouldn't go to your staff Christmas party? Because you know that there's probably going to be some worldliness occurring at the party? Should you skip it? I actually don't think so. I don't think you should skip the staff Christmas party this year <laughs> at your job. Now, don't get me wrong. If you know that there's going to be something really bad and immoral happening at the Christmas party, then of course, sure, yeah, you know, don't go. <laughs> but I'm talking about, you know, something real extreme. But as long as we are in this world, we're going to have to regularly be associated with non-believers and so, yes, we often will witness ungodly behavior in the workplace. Paul said something interesting in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. He said, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral, or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. You see, when Paul was talking about the sexually immoral, he was saying, don't associate with immoral people who are claiming to be Christians, who are claiming to be the body of Christ. Don't associate with them, because then you would be sort of affirming their behavior that they're engaging in, even though they claim to be a Christian. So that's what Paul was talking about. Paul wasn't talking about non-believers who behaved ungodly, because non-believers are expected to behave ungodly. It's a little bit different. You see, for the most part, you can't get a job in the secular workforce where you're not working alongside non-Christians. <laughs> Even in some churches, you have people on staff who aren't saved. Non-believers are everywhere. And therefore, if you have a staff Christmas party where there are non-believers present, in fact, the majority of the people there are likely non-believers. You see, you shouldn't be surprised then if you will see things that are off-color. Things that are not the type of behavior that Christians should be engaging in. But you work there at the job, and so, you know, if you don't show up to the Christmas party, that actually may not be a good thing for your Christian witness. Sometimes believers feel like they need to make a strong statement about something. And sure, sometimes such is necessary. But at other times, it's not always the best thing. 
Navigate your situation with wisdom. Refusing to go to the staff Christmas party might actually hurt your witness. Romans 12.17 Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. That includes non-believers. It's expected of you to attend the staff Christmas party, because that is what employees do. But what if there is drinking there? You know, what, what if there is coarse jesting and, you know, all these different things? Well, then don't partake in it. If that type of stuff's going to be happening, then simply don't engage in it yourself. You see, not attending the party might actually hurt your witness. Because you'll look like a weirdo. Yeah, well, why, why didn't Jackie attend the Christmas party, you know? Well, I don't know, she's, she's a little weird, you know. Yeah, she, she's one of those religious people, you know, Jesus freak, that type of thing, you know. that. <laughs> but you see, attending the staff Christmas party might actually give you a very good opportunity to be a witness. To stand out, but in a good way. Towards the end of the night, when all the guys on staff are getting drunk and acting a fool, maybe even sexually harassing some of the female co-workers and all, you'll stand out. People will see you as the gentleman who kept his composure that night. The one who acted responsibly. People will remember that. And I'm using that example if you're a guy, you know, whether you're a guy or a gal, um, you know, you'll, you'll have the opportunity to be a witness when they're having that white elephant gift exchange and someone opens up the gift they picked out on the table and it's something crass, something perverted, and everyone starts laughing. <laughs> well, you don't have to laugh along. Maybe you can smile and say, you know, you don't want to look angry. But you don't necessarily have to jump in and let out a large belly laugh, right? Like everyone else. The person who got that embarrassing gift is indeed probably embarrassed. Maybe they'll appreciate it if they see that at least one person didn't join in on all the laughing. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. There's a fine line between being around ungodly behavior and actually partaking in it yourself. And if you walk the walk, and not just talk the talk, people will recognize it and they'll respect you. They'll see you as someone who stands out, but in an admirable way. Do unto others as you would desire them to do unto you. It's an ethic that's rooted in scripture, but has still become well-respected even in secular society. And in our culture and world of anger, and hatred. Such behavior does stand out. You'll shine bright. You'll be like a city that's set on a hill that can't be hidden. So there are ways to carefully navigate the holiday season and all, and to carefully na navigate all the, the worldliness that often comes along with it in secular society. Christmas is supposed to be about Jesus's birth. I know some people will say, well, no, it, it's not about Jesus. It's, you know, it, it's Nimrod and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm aware of all that. Okay, don't think you're telling me something I don't already know. <laughs> I get that. But for the most part, <laughs> over the past 300 years at least, 
Christmas has traditionally been about the birth of Jesus Christ. But isn't it sad how even a holiday that's supposed to be about Christ's birth can so often be hijacked by the enemy? He wants to get his sticky little fingers on everything he can, especially if it's something that's meant to give God the glory. But God can even use the devil's schemes to accomplish his purposes. And so when Satan tries hijacking, your staff Christmas party this year, you can use it as an opportunity to be a witness for Christ. The scriptures tell us to make the most of every opportunity so that we can do our best to continue to spread forth God's kingdom on this earth with the time that we still have left, with the time that he still blessed us with. Utilize your time wisely. Make the most of your time. Because the days that we live in right now, they are indeed evil. And so, I'll leave you with that today. This has been Mornings with Pastor Adam, everyone, on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, I would encourage you to share it with somebody that you believe will be blessed by it. Also, leave a positive review for me. Give me five stars, right? You know, wherever you listen to this podcast on whatever directory it is. I also would encourage you to check out my website, westcoastbibleteacher.com, where you could read my blog, which I update regularly. And also, I would encourage you to uh, subscribe to my newsletter, my email newsletter as well. So, everyone, this has been Pastor Adam. God bless you, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.